We're joined now by the legendary Dean of Hockey Writers in Pittsburgh, member of the NHL Hall of Fame, now covering the Pens for DK Pittsburgh Sports, Dave Molinari. Dave, welcome. Uh, I apologize in advance having to deal with both Stan and Guy. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's quite a pleasure. And if you could find a third guy, you could probably have a better uh, line than what uh, Montreal is going to throw out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Madden, uh... Madden was on earlier. Does he count? <laughs> uh yeah, I think you're set. Okay, all right. Not much mobility on this line, but um, uh, plenty lots of, of experience. Lots of experience and conversation. Uh-huh. Dave, I thought we'd we'd start uh, share your travails. Uh, you were on the way to Toronto, correct? To you know, cover the playoffs, and you're in the Hockey Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame's in Toronto. They wouldn't let you in the country. What what happened there? Well, I'd like to say it was just an outbreak of good taste on their part, uh, but but no, as uh, as the, your listeners might be aware, the uh, Canadian border is closed to all but essential workers coming from the U.S. at this point, and for reasons I'll never be able to understand, they they didn't uh, consider people who write about hockey games to be essential. I, I mean. I, <laughs> I don't know what that says about their civilization, but uh, so be it. So no, after a uh, after a lengthy discussion with uh, customs and immigration officials at the border on on Sunday afternoon, I was uh, told that uh, I would not be able to enter the country at this time. Um, I'm probably going to make another attempt over the weekend, uh, ideally armed with a uh, a letter from the National Hockey League that I that I haven't received yet and one from my employer stating the nature of my business uh, in Canada. Uh, hopefully that will be enough to get me across, but, but at this point we, we really don't know for sure that it will work. Are After there... all this time, you and Bob Probert have something in common now. That... <laughs> <laughs> Detained at the border. <laughs> are, are there, have other right? I mean, obviously the, the teams, uh, and they have to report on the 26th, so it's coming up, um, they get a special dispensation uh, but I'm wondering, have you heard of other media types who are going to go to Toronto uh, to cover this? Have had the same difficulty, and you know what arrangements has the National Hockey League made? I'm told that I was the first uh, to attempt. A, uh, a friend in the league office uh, told me that uh, as this was all in progress last weekend. Uh, the official credential application from the league did not go out until last evening uh there had been no indication at least nothing i had heard before that that being approved for a credential was going to be a significant step in in crossing the border um apparently that is a hurdle that we'll have to clear uh presumably i will be able to do that i don't know yet we haven't uh, heard back from the league yet but uh yeah i was kind of the uh the pioneer in in trying to cross and hopefully if uh if others follow, they'll have a, a little more success on their first attempt than I did. Dave, and most of what I've read and, and you know uh, listened to on talk shows as people try to analyze what's going to happen in this is the way we always look at the playoffs. You know, goaltending strengths here, power play here, health of this team there, coaching. How uh, how how different do you think? For example, it's so tough to play playoff games in cities like Philly and Boston. 
with everything in a neutral site with no fans, how much does that sort of neutralize everything and kind of, I mean, what, what are you expecting the atmosphere to be like and how much do you think that will affect the play, the fact that there is no real home ice advantage? Uh, well, I expect the, um, the atmosphere to be kind of like you get in a playoff practice when there are no fans allowed in the building. Um, you know, it will be very quiet, and I, I, that will probably be a little unsettling for the players at first. But I, my, my guess, and it's purely a guess because we've never seen anything quite like this, uh, is that eventually they, they will focus enough that, uh, you know, they'll, the, the lack of crowd noise will become almost secondary for them, uh, not, not be a distraction. And if anything, I, I think it might be toughest on the coaches who, who rather than having to raise their voices to uh, have their players hear instructions, might have to keep their voices down so that the guys on the other bench don't hear <laughs> what they're telling their players. That's a big problem for Sullivan, who uh, could be heard in a, in a wind tunnel. Um, just in general, before we get to the specifics of the, of the Penguins, Dave, uh, what level of hockey do you expect to see, at least initially? I would think the first game or two could be pretty ragged. I mean, uh, other than the, the one exhibition game that is supposed to be played a couple of days before the, uh, the actual tournament gets underway, you know, guys will not have played since mid-March. That, that's a long layoff, and, and there's only so much that a, that a couple weeks of drills and scrimmages against teammates can accomplish. So I, I think that, you know, timing will be a little off. Uh, you'll certainly see a little more focus and, and energy, I think, than, than you would normally expect to see coming out of a training camp. I mean, the, these guys understand that they're, they're being thrown right into a situation where they're playing for their season, and if they don't play very well, you know, they'll have uh, spent a whole lot more time preparing uh, to get into games than they will last playing the game. So um, I, I think that you know, once they, uh, you know, once they get their legs back under them after a game or two, I would expect the level of play to be pretty high, and it certainly will help uh, some players, including some of the uh, the key guys on the Penguins, that they'll have had a chance to rest. They won't they won't be going into the playoffs at the, at the end of a, a grueling regular season. So, uh, especially for some veterans, it, this might be a good thing. Well, when you um, look at the way the games will be played, do you think that um, – like I look at a guy like Sidney Crosby who gets up on, on, a, on a July morning and he's going to go play golf with his dad and he's probably listening to NFL Films music on his way to the golf course. There's the, the competitive nature. But I, 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 I guess what I'm asking is guys aren't going to have, especially the ones playing in these qualifying rounds, Dave, a whole lot of time to get the – the juices flowing. I mean, this isn't going to be, it's going to feel like an exhibition season, but you have two bad games and you're going home. Uh, true. But I, I mean, that's another place where I think uh, having veterans the way the Penguins do should work to their advantage. You have guys like Crosby and Malkin and Latang who fill key roles on this team who have been down this road a few times. Uh, maybe not this particular road since nobody's gone down it, but, but they know what the playoffs are like. They know how the intensity is supposed to be ratcheted up then. And, um, you know, they certainly command a, uh, 
a level of respect among their teammates who are quite cognizant of what these guys have accomplished in their careers. So I think if, uh, you know, if Sidney Crosby delivers a message to his teammates, I suspect that most of them will, will embrace whatever it is he has to say. And as you suggest, it probably will be something more than let's just go out there and have fun guys. You know, I think he will, uh, he will stress the need to play with an urgency. What do you think the tolerance level, Dave, would be? What would it take to have things canceled again? Obviously, guys are going to test positive throughout this thing. Uh, One NBA player tested positive. It started the dominoes, the shutting everything down. And, you know, now there's a little more acceptance that some guys are going to get sick or whatever. Um, Are you pretty confident that they can get through this thing, or, or are you skeptical that they can get through this thing? Well, I mean, that that's really going to be up to the, the players and the staff members who are uh, in the two hub cities. Uh, the NHL has set up what they're calling bubbles, uh, inside of which uh, the participants are, are going to be expected to operate. Uh, you know, that's where their hotels will be, uh, restaurants. In the case of the Penguins, their practice rink will be in, inside of this bubble. So if guys stay inside the bubble as they're supposed to, except when they uh, go to Scotiabank Arena in Toronto to, to play games, you know, they should have a reasonably good chance of getting through the experience with, without contracting coronavirus. But if you have guys sneak out, which isn't all that hard to imagine of young guys with with money uh, in the big city uh, who might get bored and decide to sneak out for a, an evening on the town. Uh, that could start a wave uh, that would sweep through a team and maybe through the the entire tournament. So we'll see. I mean, I I think there's a better than fifty fifty chance that the uh, that they'll be able to get through this, but uh, obviously I don't have any firm data to back that up just yet. Dave Molinari covers the pens for DK Pittsburgh Sports. Uh, Dave joins Stan and Guy today on Savern on Sports. Uh, Dave, we've asked people to, to comment. Obviously, Jake Gensel uh, benefits the most in the long layoff. He might not have been available to the Penguins at all had this not occurred. So aside from him, uh, which one or two Penguin players do you think will most benefit from this long layoff? Well, without knowing whether anybody had medical issues that that we weren't aware of, I would think that the big minutes guys who are are veterans, and again, that would be Crosby, Malkin, and Latang, are the ones who, in theory, should benefit most from from not having the, uh, the wear and tear that you would expect you know, in, in the period leading up to the playoffs. Um, an 82-game schedule, even though the Penguins weren't going to have a whole lot of guys who were going to appear in that many games this year, uh, can be quite a grind. And those guys are coming up on their mid-30s now and have a, a lot of hard miles on them. So I have to believe that, that having, you know, four months away from the game uh, certainly could work in their favor. Again, this comes with the caveat that we don't know how any individual, let alone any team, is going to react to the uh, the extended layoff. But but at least in theory, I would think that that veteran players 
who play a lot of minutes who would stand to benefit the most. Yeah, Horn, I include Hornquist in there too, given the nature of his game. And it's, it's absolutely. A, it always amazes me when you stop and think about this and look at through the, 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 this prism. Um, what he has done in the playoffs after what he endures for 80 games, and then he still gives that, um, it, it, it makes it more astonishing to me when you think about it uh, in, in that context. Yeah, it really does. He's, uh, you might accuse him of a lot of things, but hanging around the perimeter isn't going to be on the list. <laughs> he, uh, he goes in where the action is, and he causes a lot of bad action. So, uh, yeah, he, uh, he certainly earns his paycheck, and uh, you're, you're correct. I, I, I definitely should have put him on that list because he might not play quite as much as the other guys that I mentioned. But uh, he makes it up with uh, makes or makes up fourth with with the beating that he takes. Dave uh, Sullivan was asked yesterday about the goaltending situation. I mean, if you look at this regular season, those the numbers were very similar. I think they had the same amount of wins. Uh, but when you got a guy that's won two cups, another guy that's never played in a playoff game, it's pretty obvious they they would start Murray, don't you think? I would I would think so. And you know, it was it's if you go back to when the season when. Uh, Sullivan and Murray arrived in Pittsburgh. It was pretty clear that, that Sullivan had more faith in Murray than he did in Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, perhaps just because uh, Murray was the only one he had been around to that point, and Murray had played very well for him in Wilkes-Barre. Uh, but I, I don't think there's any question that, that all things being close to equal, uh, Murray will be his default choice 100 times out of 100. Now, if Murray would happen to stumble, he might be on a slightly shorter leash than, than you might expect, uh, simply because Jari did have such a strong season, uh, you know, assuming their performances in camp are, are relatively even. Um, but I, I, I fully expected that if he's healthy, uh, Matt Murray will be in the crease uh, for game one against Montreal. Well, Dave, hopefully you'll be there uh, <laughs> to, to write about it. It's good you're getting a good start. I mean, you got a couple weeks yet, so um, we want to wish you the best. We bit. do. Yeah, with, the, uh, with a 14-day quarantine, I've pretty much got to get there this weekend or uh, – or they'll have to somehow find a way to start the tournament without me, and that, gee, that's probably unthinkable on so many levels. I say, shut it down. If 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 a Hall of Fame writer isn't there uh, and a Hall of Fame play-by-play announcer isn't there, then they should stop the whole thing. Um, Dave, uh, safe travels, uh, realistically, uh, and we'll be following you, DK Pittsburgh Sports. Uh, and as you know, uh, it's always just a real delight to have you on. We uh, we appreciate you being here. Oh, thanks, guys. It was a lot of fun.